So tonight we begin Paragimel in Malachim Aleph. The Yishir was started as a Schosli Linishmas, Yechaskel Shraga ben Avra Behuda, it should also be a Schosli Linishmas, Bechilmachel ben Asher, and Chaim Eloza ben Shimshanarie, as well as a Schos for Fushlema, Moshe ben Miriam, Yosem Nach ben Chava, Chaim Moshe Shor ben Malka, and Rezo Chaibrachab as Blumerachel. So I want to just begin with the introduction that the Art Scroll brings down, which at the introduction to this Perak, says that the theme of the Perak is going to be how Shlema solidifies his Malchus. And he does so with three things. First of all, he makes a marriage alliance with Parai and solidifies Mitzrayim as an ally of Klai Yisrael. Second of all, he um, has a nevuah where he requests from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be given Chachma wisdom so that he can rule the people. And Hashem promises him not only that, but much more as well. And thirdly, when there is a dispute between two women, the famous dispute about the infant that survived and one was crushed, and Shlaimai decides it and, and rightfully figures out who is the mother, that earned him the respect as well as the allegiance of the people. So in, the, in this parak, we see how Shlaimai is able to solidify his malchus. So let's begin Pasuk Aleph. Shlaimai makes an alliance of marriage with Parai, the king of Mitzrayim. He takes Parai's daughter, he brings her to the city of David, the city that David named after himself, until he would finish building his house, as well as the Beis uh, HaMikdash, as well as the walls that surround Yerushalayim. So temporarily, he puts Bas Paroi in the Ir David until he has uh, until it, the Kedusha is elevated by building the Beis HaMikdash, by building walls around it, and at that time, he will move her to a more permanent location outside of the city. So there are three problems we have to deal with right away. First of all, there seems to be a problem with marrying a Mitzri, even if they are Megayer, Marrying a Mitzri uh, up to three generations, and this is discussed in, uh, it's obviously a Pasuk in, I believe, Kiseitze, but it's discussed in the Gemara in Yavamas. Second of all, even if she converts, Baspare converts, why does Shlaima, why would he be interested in such a Shidduch with Pare's daughter? That's number two. And number three is that there's a Gemara. Uh, it's the Gemara in, I believe it's in Yavam, Mustaf Ayin Vav, which says that during the time of David and Shlomo, they did not accept Gerim. Because in David's time, Gerim were suspected of converting out of fear. And in Shlomo's time, Gerim were suspected of converting because the nation was very prosperous. There was a lot of wealth and there was a lot of success. And so Gerim were suspected of converting for that reason. And so therefore, during David and Shlomo's time, they did not accept Gerim. So with these three problems, we need to understand why Shlomo married Pari's daughter. So Rashi deals with, this is the Rashi in the Gemara in Yavamas, deals with why it wasn't a problem to accept her as a Giyores, because since she grew up in the royal palace, there wasn't the same concern for her converting as there would be for a regular individual to convert, because she already had prosperity as the princess, as well as there was, there was not the same level of fear of the Jewish people as there would be again from a regular convert. The Malbim says the reason why Shlomo sought the Shidduch was in order to, uh, to um, secure the borders of Eretz Yisrael. He wanted to bring peace and security to Eretz Yisrael. And how did he figure he would accomplish it? By making marriage alliances with various neighboring countries. And that's why we'll see, besides Bas Parai, Shlomo ends up marrying many of the foreign princesses from the neighboring country. 
The Shla discusses this in terms of more Kabbalistically that Shlaimai wanted to bring Tyre and bring Kedusha into those who worshipped Avaita Zara so that his plan was really to spread Tyre throughout the nations and obviously usher in a level of recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that could usher in the era of Mashiach. Um, and in Behold the People, Rabbi Vigda Miller goes into a little bit more length on this. He says that every kingdom... Who, whose princess married Shlomai, they sent a delegation to Eretz Yisrael to live near her. And when they were in Eretz Yisrael, they would learn from Shlomai's teachings and they would be influenced by Shlomai. And then they would go back home and influence their people. So it seemed that Shlomai was positively influencing the neighbors. And that says, uh, Rebbe Vigda Miller was Shlomai's intent in marrying Bas Paroi. And in fact, had Shlomai not gotten old, his, his plan actually would have succeeded. It's just that he got old and he wasn't able to bring this to full success. The Mecha Katana says that after marrying Bas Paroi, the Navi does not refer to Shlame HaMelech as HaMelech for a few more psukim because this marriage lowered his level of Kedusha and in fact later causes problems for the Malchus that his wives eventually, the Pasuk says, lead him astray, which means that they show their true colors by once again returning and worshipping their own Avodah and that causes the machas to be split. So there were there is huge ramifications throughout the history of Malchus based of it um, that come as a result of this marriage. Had the had she really been at Sadekas, the Navi would not have referred to her as Basparay. By calling her Basparay, it shows that she did not fully abandon the ways of her father. The Rabag does hold Shlaima accountable for deviating, however you understand it, but deviating from some way in the Tyra's Isser of accepting converts, accepting Geirim from uh, Mitzrayim uh, until the third generation. Uh, there is a Shita in the Gemara in Yevamos that says that Shloimah did not really marry her, but that, that he clung to her out of love and that this is what the Pasuk is equating to marriage. The Das Seifrim says that in any event, Shlomo HaMelech was never either a direct Isim in Atayra, and the fact that, Shlo- that Hashem appears to Shlomo later in the Perek, right after this marriage, shows clearly that he didn't sin, that he was still Zoycha to, uh, to, to perceive the Shechina in Nevoah. And the Kliyakar adds to this, because it, Pasa Gimel, right after this, says, So clearly the Pasuk is attesting to the fact that Shlomo did not sin intentionally, and perhaps, says the Kliyakar, on some level, there was some intentional misguiding that happened on Shlomo's part. Which brings us to the Gemara and Brachas. The Gemara and Brachas on Davches Aleph says that why is the story or the uh, marriage alliance with Paroi's daughter mentioned right after the death of Shimi to teach you that uh, Shlaima would not have done such a thing if he was still under the influence of his Rebbe Shimi. The fact that he lost his Rebbe means that he lost, meant that he lost some of the guidance. And the Gemara learns from that that a person should always live in proximity to his Rebbe because as long as Shimi was alive, Shlaima would not have have made this mistake and uh, and stumbled and done this marriage alliance. So he he was missing the guidance of his Rebbe, which caused him to make this mistake. Gemara in Shabbos and Daf Nun Vava says that at the time that Shlomo married Bas Paroi, the Malach Gavriel came down and inserted a stick in the sea. Mud began to grow around the stick, and eventually the city of Rome, which would come one day and destroy Yerushalayim and destroy the base of was built. So that Shlomo, by marrying Bas Paroi, planted the seeds for the eventual Churban of the second base of